Welcome back to the CCA California podcast. My name is Chris. Very nice to be here with you. Very grateful to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Once again, make sure to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, give us a five-star review, all that good stuff. We've got a very special guest today. We've got Ali Husseini from BD Outdoors. Ali, welcome. What's up, Chris? How are you, bud? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Awesome. Busy time of the year. Oh, my gosh. Really busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lots of time on the boat, lots of work to do, lots of travel. Nice. Have you been putting a lot of time under the boat uh, or on the boat? On the boat, yeah. We've been fishing a bunch the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. What, uh, I mean, have you been getting, getting in on that bluefin action and all that good stuff? We have, it's been, it's just getting going really solid. It's been a lot of hit or miss. Very, very frustrating so far this season. Catch one, catch seven, catch one, catch seven, catch none. It's just, there's been no consistency. It's the stuff's moving around all over the place. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's only a matter of time where it starts settling in on Tanner and Cortez and all that later in the year. It's headed that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, it's up there up top now near Catalina and it was headed Southwest very, very fast which is a bummer because we didn't get to beat them up out front you know mm-hmm. last june shoot we were killing big ones at 20 25 miles it was great yeah super super close yep not so much the case this year no well good thing is fuel seven bucks a gallon so we get to burn <laughs> a lot of that too Ugh. yeah yeah i know <laughs> that's crazy I know with, uh, have you been able to score any yellowfin or dodos and all? Yeah, we got some of the first yellowfin of the season down there off Ensenada. It was the weirdest thing ever. I was reeling in the Mad Mac, and Mm. I looked down, there's like 50 yellowfin under the boat swimming with it. Holy smokes. And I told the guy, throw a bait in, throw a bait in, instantly doubled up. Oh, my gosh. That was nuts. We we picked off a few more fish in that zone, but it's been mostly bluefin to this point. I really enjoy catching yellowfin, too. They're smaller, Mm -hmm. but they're so much fun. So you prefer bluefin over yellowfin? No, yellowfin all day. Okay. And when you're talking about big ones especially, like, I don't know, bluefin are great, but there's nothing more exciting than a 300-pound yellowfin. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think with um, with yellowfin, I prefer like the late season, late summer, early fall t- style of fishing where it's limit style and it's yep. just a fun day of fishing. Drifting, hooking fish, drinking yep. beers, having a good time, talking smack. That's, those are some of the funnest days you oh, can yeah. have out front. We've been so... Uh, why, how would I say it? Focused on those big bluefin. And mm-hmm. honestly, it's like getting back to the normal Southern California fishing a little bit here and there has made things more fun for me in the last season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I tend to agree for sure. Well, before we get started, before we go any further, I know you, you're a man that really don't, doesn't need any introduction, but give us a little uh, bio on Ali Husseini. Uh, bio. So <laughs> uh, me and my partner, Jason, we founded BD Outdoors in around 2003 and uh, just I've been a fishing nut ever since I was a little kid. That was a natural evolution. We started BD with no hopes of it ever being a business. It was just a good way to share information among fishermen. Mm-hmm. And there were some other sites around that uh, uh, were a little more restrictive in what you could <laughs> say or do. BD was the Wild West back in the day, could say what you wanted. Fishermen loved it. And we had people mm-hmm. from all walks of lives, from federal judges to trash men and everybody in between you know, united by fishing. It's been a heck of a ride, um, quickly grew to be the biggest sport fishing site in the world. And we did turn it into a business in 2009. Jason and I started doing BD full time and, uh, and we've just grown it into this, this passion business for us. And, and we're a leader in our category and we work with everybody in the industry and it spawned a few different businesses like, you know, fish dope and, and mm-hmm. the TV show and now Satfish, and we got a lot of stuff cooking. Nice, nice. And I mean, it's evolved to all this. I mean, this office space that we have that we're sitting here in Kearney Mesa and all that really cool stuff, man. Yeah, no, I think we've got about 12 or 14 employees right now and everybody's working on 
marketing and, and advertising mm-hmm. and all that. And the thing that people don't realize is, you know, our business basically runs just like a magazine, except we don't print a magazine. Everything goes mm-hmm. out digitally. So there's a lot of behind the scenes that most people don't realize is going on. Would you say that BD was kind of like the, almost kind of like the Facebook for fishing way back in the day? hundred percent. We were social media before social media. We mm-hmm. started in 2003. You could interact with your friends. You could upload photos. You could share jokes. You could do everything mm-hmm. you do on social media, you know, before social media. How is the popularity of BD now compared to when you first started? Um, you know, things have changed a lot. The forums are obviously not as crazy as they used to be. I mean, mm-hmm. it used to be a madhouse with millions of posts a day. That's definitely slowed down, mm-hmm. but we've shifted our content and we've evolved. So we're making better content, better how-to stuff, better travel, destination, all that stuff. We also were very big on social media. I think we have 150,000 followers on Facebook and Hunter something on Instagram and all the sub brands and all that. So we've evolved with the business. You can't just rely on forums anymore. And we've come up with creative editorial things. We're very heavy on video. We produce a lot of video content for our partners. And, uh, and you know, we're just riding the trends as, as things evolve. And it's kind of outside or you've, you've evolved outside of Southern California, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Southern California used to be, like, if we were sitting here 10 years ago, it was 90% mm-hmm. of our traffic. Now it's about 45. Wow. California. So, yeah, huh. no, I mean, Florida's huge, Pacific Northwest and the Gulf. Anywhere where you catch tuna, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're all kind of united by tuna. Yeah. And the Northeast, we get a lot of traffic from. So, yeah, no, it's definitely not the the Southern California or California destination it used to be. Wow. That's fantastic. And then uh, that's kind of evolved into, you know, all kinds of irons in the fire for you. But most recently, the most, you know, what what you're putting in most time is, is local knowledge. Yeah, no, that's really a, a passion project for me. I, I love just sharing, traveling, mm-hmm. creating contents, a lot of fun, you know, and uh, and all the other web stuff that we do that comes off of that. I, I'm really proud of the show. I'm really proud of what we put out on the web. And, uh, you know, again, we're a leader in our category and that's saying mm-hmm. something. There's a lot of great shows out there, but you know, we're, we're definitely at the top of the heat. And I think it's most recently available on discovery channel, right? Well, we were on discovery for the last five seasons and then this oh, okay. year we left. So we're the first like real primetime quality show that has left discovery channel in favor of online. Huh, so now if you want to watch our show, you got to watch it online on YouTube. You can get it through our website. Um, we have custom apps that actually we're revamping right now that you can download and watch us. Mm -hmm. We're also on a bunch of other platforms. You can just search local knowledge in your favorite app store and watch it pretty much anywhere. Wow. That's cool. That's really cool. Speaking of local knowledge. So, you know, selfishly, you know, I'll watch the show and all that. We came across your episode in La Paz, just came back from La Paz yesterday, both of us. I have to say, I mean, that show or that episode actually was the driving factor for our whole t- entire trip. And it was cool. That's the, that's the idea is sharing. You know, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time in La Paz. I saw you guys on Facebook hanging yeah. out with my boy Jonathan down yeah. there and Jorge and probably got taco poisoning while you were down there. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. It's a great city. There's very good fishing down there. It has mm-hmm. everything you need. And this new restaurant scene and all the stuff down there on the Malacone, I mean, Mm-hmm. I love La Paz. I keep a boat down there. I spend a bunch oh, of really? time down there. It's just, it's an awesome city. Huh. How often do you go down? I try to get down there once a quarter, but lately it's okay. just not been happening. The bluefin mm-hmm. distraction is very strong. <laughs> so I, I probably, well, I haven't been down. I haven't been down. No, I went once this year early and then we'll go do Mag Bay and fish La Paz and do all that stuff in the fall. Nice. Down there. What, uh, what's your favorite thing to fish? Well, I like the variety, I guess. Yeah. You can catch a rooster, then go catch a pargo, then go catch a marlin, mm-hmm. and you catch a mahi on the way in. I think that there, there's no, it's not like 
Puerto Vallarta, giant yellowfin, right? No question. Yeah. That's what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. La Paz is a vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm not working that hard. We're just going to go have some fun, catch a few fish, you know, catch up with friends and do all that stuff. You hit the nail right on the head because that's exactly what we did. Yeah, no, you don't need a plan there. The fish will kind of mm-hmm. find you. Just go with whatever's biting. Mm-hmm. You know, I got some cool spots where we catch wahoo, you know, this time of year, June, very good wahoo fishing. And I got some bottom spots for some deep groupers, and that's really cool. And then we'll go catch snapper. And I've got a good friend down there, Chris mm-hmm. Jones, who lives in La Paz. His dad runs a charter fleet, all that. So he kind of keeps us dialed in with what's going on down there, takes care of the boat, and, you know, make sure that we're ready to roll when we come to town. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit, like I said, we got all those species that you uh, that you mentioned there. We got all of them, all yep. within four days. Yep. It was cool. No, it's a great place. No hustle and bustle like Cabo. Mm-hmm. Nobody trying to sell you shit you don't want nobody mm-hmm. pushing i just cabo is not a spot for me anymore <laughs> and la paz is such a great alternative and has everything you need and more you know if you want to catch big tuna it's not really the spot that cabo you have a better chance but puerto vallarta mm-hmm. definitely but aside from tuna man that everything's there i can confirm with you and we can talk about it now that taco tour that you guys did oh we sick. did Oh my gosh. It's did, so good. Do you, do you like Al Pastor? Oh, did yeah. you go to that spot? Do I look like I like Al Pastor? <laughs> I went to every spot. Yeah. Like I think the first time we did it we hit 11 places or something. We set like some kind of new record. We oh, ate till we, we were going to die. Didn't didn't <laughs> we didn't stop that many places but yeah. man it was it was unbelievable. No, Jorge's got that tour wired for sure. So mm-hmm. much fun. We uh, we enjoyed. It. I did it again like I don't know a year later after we did it on the show. We took mm-hmm. some people down there and hosted them for a trip and it did not disappoint. They went back took their kids. Everybody loves the taco tour. And you can't go wrong at Tail Hunter either. That's kind of our home base when we're there. We try to eat dinner there a couple nights a week. I was just I was just about to say Jonathan and Jilly, good people. Best people ever. Yeah. They take such good care of us. I mean, I, I can't even tell you. If I get into a jam down there, you can always call them. You need something, mm-hmm. you can call them. I mean, the food is outstanding. The service is great. They're just great people. You know? Oh, for sure. I mean, good people. They respect everyone and all that stuff. They're, I mean, they're local favorites too. For sure. No, everybody knows them. Everybody loves them. Mm-hmm. Very cool, man. So we have BD Outdoors. Talk about fish dope for a little bit. Um, fish dope's an idea that we came up with in like, oh God, I'm so old, like 2008 <laughs> or something, 2007. And mm-hmm. it was born out of necessity, really. We So when we fished offshore back in those days, a lot of albacore. And albacore, very temperature mm-hmm. break dependent. Even half a degree means everything to an albacore. And we were using a lot of terrafin, which is still a great product to this day. Yeah. And we would print the terrafin map out, and then we would call our buddies and figure out where they caught fish. We'd make marks on the chart. You know, I'd cut a tide chart out because we didn't have that on our, our plotters back then. Mm-hmm. Tape that to it so I knew when the tides were going to be and all that. And I looked at this thing. I go, God, there's got to be a better way to do this, you know, mm-hmm. digitally. And um, we sort of took the best of that and then used some of our know-how and relationships to get information every day with what's biting and where and combined it all into a digital format. And boom, you've got fished out. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. And I mean, a lot of people take advantage of all like the knowledge up to that day. Yeah, no, up to the hour. it is hugely successful. It's probably the smartest thing literally we've ever come up with. I mean, it's one of the smartest things I've ever done in my life. It's really, really turned into a, a great, great business. And, and, you know, we walk the line a lot with, you know, not get blowing up anybody's spot, mm-hmm. but being able to get guys on fish. And at the end of the day, like if we're doing that and we're helping guys catch a guy on the dock yesterday, chewing my ear off, telling me how much he loves it and how it puts him on fish and all that. And 
now more than ever, right? 169 bucks for, mm-hmm. I mean, how many gallons is that? Like 10? I mean, it's yeah. crazy, right? <laughs> so it's like literally 30 gallons of fuel. You make a wrong turn in my boat, <laughs> that, hey, I burn 30, 30 gallons just looking at the fuel meter. I was know? just about to say, how important it is right nowadays when fuel is seven bucks a gallon and all that? No time to mess around. I mean, time is money and then mm-hmm. fuel is money. So, yeah, no, it's a no-brainer. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. We'd never tell you that. Fish move around. Mm-hmm. Does it get you pointed in the right direction 90% of the time? 100% true. Mm-hmm. You know, we give out tips and all the latest info and bait detail and weather and, you know, a daily report. And we fly the plane when we can, although weather has not been too permitting for that this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, if I didn't have anything to do with it, I'd be a subscriber. Well, so pin, putting a pin on that. The weather this spring, I'm sure you've probably seen seen it the most out of any of us. The wind. The, it's been relentless. It's not this spring, dude. It's been almost two years. This yeah. weather has been they shut us. It wouldn't shut me down last year in early October, and there were still fish to catch. I just was not gonna take the beating to go catch them. Mm-hmm. We are, I think I keep trying to remember what year it was, like 06, 07. We had a couple of windy windy years Hmm. and we were in much smaller not as nice of boats yeah and uh that's the last time i can remember blowing like this i mean literally like i try to get my guys out every week the guys i run boats for Mm -hmm. you look at the calendar you know friday afternoon or saturday morning start throwing some dates around you get two days a week to fish yeah it's been crazy and it doesn't lend to stability in the water which makes the fish scatter makes them harder to run down it's just been challenging and i think the wind's been a lot a big part of why for us anyway it's been a very hit or miss season it's interesting because, I mean, it, we've been getting like seven days of bad weather, two days of good fishing, mm-hmm. eight days of bad weather, three days. It's it's un- unbelievable. It's brutal. Brutal. And, I, you know, a lot of these charter guys got to go. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, I feel bad for them. I'm lucky. I get to select my days and <laughs> schedule it and, you know, do all that stuff. I don't have clients telling me they want to go when the weather's bad and all that. So, yeah, no, it's not been awesome so far hopefully that turns around yeah i i feel that pain because whenever i get you know on charter boats and all that i go run trips i i'm going regardless if the unless the weather's terrible but it's been i don't i can't remember this year a nice day it's been just brutal we've had a few but they've been really far apart and we've Mm -hmm. had to be very selective to get them you Mm -hmm. know we had great weather on friday was really nice. We started out, you know, fishing out west here, and we weren't seeing it. And we're like, well, let's go. 70 miles to Catalina, 40 knots. I mean, it was beautiful. Wow. And we came home at the same speed. So that was a nice break. And, gosh, fishing is just so much more fun when it's sunny and not windy. And that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Sunshine has been at a premium. It's been yeah. cold as balls, I mean, all <laughs> summer long. I had the Florida guys out here filming last week, and they could not believe how cold it was. They were bundled up. Oh, we all were. I mean, we got a little shot of nice weather at the end of June there, but other than that, Mm -hmm. it's been overcast, cold, and crappy. Friday, the sun broke out a little bit, but, Mm -hmm. man, I'm telling you, it's just when you get good weather and a sunny day out here and decent fishing, it just – I don't even care about the fish at that point. It's so nice. It's the best. It's the best. How do you like your CV? I really like it. They really – I feel like they do build one of the best – center consoles going it's just built like a tank it reminds Mm -hmm. me a lot of a cabo i'm a big big cabo yacht fan i love them we have a 35 cabo you will not find a better built boat oh Um, beautiful boat it is it is and and that cv is just built like a tank i'm on my second Mm -hmm. one now and i should have a third one going to the mold any day now oh my gosh that's cool Tell us the difference. So you have fish dope, and then you also have satfish, right? Correct. What, what's yeah. that all about? We don't really talk about satfish in the Southern California market because we want everybody to, to subscribe to fish dope, which mm-hmm. is the difference between satfish and fish dope is they're exactly the same, except there's no daily report. 
which okay. allows us to offer all of our tools, all of our maps, weather, all that data to a audience that's not just Southern California. Mm-hmm. And one of the problems with Fish Dope is it's super seasonal. We sell a ton of subscriptions during the summer, and in December, you hear crickets chirping. So this business allows us to expand, allows us to serve other markets. We can go global with it. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're doing all of North and South America, and then we're kind of knocking off new markets as we feel like there's a user base there to warrant us you know, putting the time in to develop those charts. Mm-hmm. But uh, so far, so good, man. We had a heck of a first year last year, and this year we're on, pa- on track to double that. So we're excited. That's cool. I mean – your company is kind of constantly, you know, evolving and kind of like what you said earlier, where you're coming up with new products, new ideas almost on a yearly basis. Yeah. I mean, we, we have an audience of fishermen, right? And we know mm-hmm. how to talk to fishermen and we know how to market to fishermen through social, through us, through whatever. So it only makes sense to kind of, you know, if you live in that world, find solutions that, that provide value. And, mm-hmm. and that's the big thing that I always talk about is like, we aren't looking for anything for free. Mm-hmm. We want everything we do with you to be a no-brainer. You like the website, like to read our content, free. Can't beat that, right? You like mm-hmm. the TV show, free. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You want to know where the fish are specifically, not just what you're getting out on the forums. Pay a few bucks, and you know we will show you how that we're going to earn that money. Same with the tournament. You know, it's a hundred something bucks a guy to get into our tournament. You walk away with a hundred something bucks worth of crap in your angler bag, and you're going to get a lunch and a great party and mm-hmm. all you know raffles and all that. It's just value, man. And we're trying to, you know, we've got we've got partners that are willing to provide product and, and all that, like in the case of the tournament. And we're just trying to pass that along to our fans and make it make sense for everybody. Mm. Well, sp- speaking of partners, you've got a whole bunch of them, mm-hmm. starting with AFCO and Penn and all that. Yep. Go down the list. <laughs> uh, for BD, we work with almost every major tackle company there is. Mm-hmm. Literally top to bottom, every single one of them we work with or have worked with in the very recent past. Um, local knowledge, I wouldn't even try to, but we've got the best <laughs> sponsors on earth. I mean, the big guys are Costa, AFCO, uh, Yeti, uh, Mercury's huge for us, CV, you know, a bunch of brands. When I even say them, I get proud. Just like mm-hmm. I can't believe those guys trust us to, you know, to, to stand for their brand and market their products and do all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. We, we couldn't ask for a better group of companies. Nice, nice. And they seem to follow you all throughout the world with local knowledge and all that. I mean, it seems like... You've got something for every place. Yeah, no, super supportive, man. I, I can't say enough good stuff. They're the ones who make it possible for us to go fish all over the world with some of the best guys on earth and, you know, have a good time doing what we're doing and, and mm-hmm. even make a little bit of money. Yeah, for sure. Out of all the destinations you've visited on Local Knowledge. Feed, no, Australia. Australia? Australia. Yeah. Australia. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Why is that? Just Great Barrier Reef. Huh. You're, you're catching... 20 different species a day, first day you've never even seen before in your life. Wow. 100% top water, 100% on lures, never saw another boat. Dive in and go snorkeling, you wouldn't see a piece of trash, a piece of rope, nothing. It is the most remote place on earth with the best fishing. I mean, just phenomenal, phenomenal. Like, I can't wait to go back. Are you going to go back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just trying to find the right trip. I've got a client that I that I guide, and he's dying to go. So mm-hmm. we're going to put together a trip like that and book out the Nomad or something similar and and take a group of like 10 or 12 guys and this guy does it right too. We'll probably fly private and all that good stuff. <laughs> hey, that's cool. It works, really man. Cool. It works. So yeah, I know if you ever get the opportunity, mm-hmm. it, it's just amazing. The most remote places on earth catching fish that have never seen a lure. And you learn a lot about fishing too. Like mm-hmm. no current, no bite. You can see thousands of fish, no bite. Mm-hmm. On the tide, bite like crazy. And then mm-hmm. water slows down again nothing it was just it was so cool to get to see and and target fish that have never seen a lure before 
Huh. You know, there's no pressure. There's nothing. It's just, it's amazing. Bait or jigs? All lures, 100%. Yeah. I was with the Nomad guys, so it was yeah. all lures. Yeah. It was just incredible. The blow-ups, the stuff we saw, I didn't want to see another GT after day three. <laughs> you know, it's like a bucket list fish for people. They're absolute yeah. nuisance when you're trying to catch other stuff. There's just so many of them, and mm -hmm. they pull so damn hard. Like, after you catch two of them, you're you, not good. Thanks. <laughs> Let's go catch something else. Harder than a yellowtail. Uh, oh, yeah, pound for pound, I'd say, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. In general, are you are you all jigs? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm really? A, I'm a dirty, savage bait fisherman, for really? sure. Really? Interesting. I mean, you know, most of our stuff chasing the big tunas, and and we're probably a lot more California flyer these days, if you want to call that a jig, you yeah. know, compared to fishing the, the dead baits. I carry both, mm -hmm. but the California flyer is the first thing to go out, and for one simple reason, I can get a second and a third bite. If they miss the, the dead flyer, you're out of business. First bite, you're done. Usually they crush it or break yeah. a wing or whatever. It just doesn't get bit again. I've had the California flyer go down literally 20 feet underwater and it spit the hook, pull it back to the surface, slap, slap, boom, get bit again. Wow. Or have five fish fighting over it, blowing it up in the air, and then the sixth one, kaboom. And huh. for that reason alone, if nothing else, I really, really do like the California flyer. Wow. And fi and fishing in the, in the CV is no problem. Oh, no. It's the best setup for what we're doing, hands nice. down. Being able to fish around the bow, we get, you know, doubles, triples, and quads of big tuna where there's a guy in every corner of the boat pulling on one, and we never lose them. We kill them all. It's so great. Oh, my goodness. You're making me excited. It's a nice it's a nice <laughs> way to get around, for sure, if you don't have to pay the fuel bill. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, you, you know, you've been around from the beginning when CCA came out to California. Yeah. I, I, I was been around prior to that even. Yeah. I, I was uh, invited by our good friend, Mr. Shedd from AFCO, who is I, the only way to say it, it's a grand poobah of this fishing industry. Well, everybody absolutely. knows him. Everybody respects him. Everybody loves him. He's been a great mentor for me. I, mm -hmm. I have so many great things to say about that man. I, I don't even have time to say them all. Mm -hmm. But he kind of got a, a group of, <clears throat> uh, I hate to say it, but industry leaders together and me. Mm -hmm. And uh, we <laughs> yeah. all sat down and we, we had some very frank conversations about United Anglers and about the history with conservation in California and, you know, where it's going. And in the end, um, we brought in some guys from Texas. We had Pat, Robert came out. Mm -hmm. um, Pat's cool. Robert, meh, not so much. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Robert's my boy. And, uh, and you know, they kind of walked us through their model. And mm -hmm. what it came down to in the end was, do we want to try to rewrite the book in terms of a new organization that revolved around conservation, or do we – you know, want to jump on a, on a bus that's got a proven formula in multiple, multiple states and has been successful. Mm -hmm. And in the end, the CCA guys swung us. Um, and there was no sales pitch there when I say swung, but just the the structure, I think, and the model and not having to recreate was was so appealing to us. That was the route we went. And mm -hmm. man, I don't know, was that eight years ago? It's already been. Yeah, almost eight. CCA is almost eight. So this was almost 10 years ago. Wow. I'm That's so crazy. old, dude. I can't even tell you. Like, I never thought I'd get this old. I remember seeing guys at the Fred Hall show, oh, this is my 15th in a row. I'm like, yeah, what a loser. <laughs> Turn around, it's like my 20th or who knows what. It's just, yeah. it's crazy how fast this stuff goes by, especially when mm -hmm. you're having fun. Oh, for sure. Well, being on our state board and all that stuff, in, you know, since we've been around in air for eight years and all that stuff, what do you think of the product productivity of CCA and, and what we're doing here in California? I mean, I think if you've been paying attention, you know, CCA is moving the needle. 
And I'm not as involved as I was. I just don't have the time anymore. But I try to, you know, guide wherever I can and provide exposure and all that. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud of where it's gone. I mean, we've got great leadership. Wayne and you are doing a stellar job. You guys have got some killer people backing you, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's Dave from, from Shimano or Doug stepping up from Okuma mm -hmm. or obviously Bill Shedd. I mean, dude, these are, these are the hitters. These are the mm -hmm. guys in our industry. And, and we've done a lot. I mean, we really have the, you know, taking over the hatchery stuff and, and, you know, the, the P the big key, key that we're missing is the structure thing, yeah. man. The day we put in an artificial reef will be a very proud moment oh. for all of us. I mean, given this crazy state, right? And mm -hmm. I, I see what they do in Florida and I see what they do in Alabama and some of these other places, Texas, Louisiana, and I'm just so envious. At, I don't know. It's not even for, you know, producing fish for me. It's just such a major milestone. I know we're going to do it. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of time. But like, yeah. man, if we can really affect habitat for these fish, that's, that's doing something special. Yeah, for sure. Have you gotten a chance to fish on a CCA reef? I have out? not. No, 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 I have not. I mean, like, I, I mean, dude, I grew up fishing the artificial reefs, like out yeah. in front of Pacific Beach and all that. You know, those were just rocks that were dumped there that they had to get rid of, and they made structure. And, you know, sure enough, you can catch a halibut on them almost any day of the year and, and all kinds of good stuff, you mm -hmm. know. And, and it's just... Uh, it'll be cool. It'll be cool once that day comes. Yeah, hopefully it comes sooner rather than later. I think it will. I yeah. really do think it will. As tough as the state is to get anything done, you apply enough pressure, and, and sooner or later somebody's going to give. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even have to be artificial reefs. Could be oysters. They could be you know balls and all that a stuff. A million different things. I mean, let's go sink an old barge or yeah. you know whatever. I just feel like that would be such a milestone and open a door for. You know, we you know our coast as well as anybody, and and really seventy percent of it is desert. Yeah, there's nothing there. So like, let's take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the old argument with artificial reefs is, well, they just spread the life out. I don't believe that for a second. You see what they do in Florida, they generate life like mm -hmm. it's crazy. Florida, a lot of people don't realize is a vast, barren, like sandlot. Essentially, it's flat. There's not much there. Yeah. So anything in Florida from an old TV to, you know, an engine block will hold life, lots mm -hmm. and lots of life. You throw an artificial reef down in that area, man, it, it's just gangbusters. And in such a short period of time, it's crazy. I think we could do the same here. And plus with all the structures that we have in California, like with kelp and all that stuff, on top of the artificial reefs, it's awesome. I, I totally agree, man. Let's get it done. Like I'll be so excited to see that done. Mm -hmm. All the other great stuff we've done, the advocacy, I mean, we're really getting member support. Our banquets are kicking ass. I think we've really found our feet and we got a good base, but there's still so much more work to do. And, mm -hmm. and that's why we need more people to sign up and, and be a part of CCA and not just throw, you know, your 30 bucks a year at it, get out there and do something, spend some real money to banquet, do some of the stuff to kind of help, you know, help the future of our sport. Go on a charter. Yeah, offer exactly. plenty of them. There's plenty <laughs> of ways to, to support CCA beyond just throwing down $30 a year. Yeah, for sure. Well, most recently in the um, the last month or so, we had the Yellowtail Shootout, yep. which CCA was a part of. So thank you for no, the support. Thank you. Guys How did that go? It was awesome, man. I mean, slow fishing and seven dollar mm -hmm. a gallon fuel, and we still drew <laughs> seventy five teams or whatever. I'm super happy. That's not bad. Super happy. Usually we do a hundred, hundred and ten, something like that. Mm -hmm. But man, the Yellowtail bite for the last four or five years has been non existent, and I'm mm -hmm. not sure if it's because we're focusing on bluefin or not, but I mean, that was how we started our season. Between mm -hmm. the Fred Hall shows, between, you know, Long Beach and Del Mar, I'd get out because I'm dying to get on the water and go catch a big old yellowtail and put them mm -hmm. in our booth on ice and do all that. 
that March, April, May stuff has just not been on tap for the last few years. So yeah. all that considered, man, I'm super happy. And we had a couple of fish that were like, I mean, the winners, dude, <laughs> he pulled that first one out of the hole. I about fell over. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see a 46-pound local yellowtail very often. And these guys, they knew right where to go, and they sat on it, and they waited and waited. And 11 a.m., they hadn't moved, and they got bit. That's wow. such a cool story. That's skill right there. Wow, that's cool. Yep. Out of all the species and all, out of all the opportunities we have in Southern California, what's your favorite species to go after? Oof. <laughs> Loaded question. Yeah, swordfish. Swordfish. Yeah. Interesting. High risk, low reward. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what it is, man, but there there is nothing else that I can even think of except for maybe deer hunting, which I really love, where I'm going to sit around all freaking day mm -hmm. waiting for a bite. Huh. You know, and we're learning every year. We learn so much more. We're so much better than the year before. And I love to mm -hmm. learn and refine and do all that. I still feel like there's going to be, we will refine this fishery a lot, especially once the bluefin goes away. Cause it's just mm -hmm. such a distraction when these guys are around, you can go catch yeah. a bunch of bluefin or you can pray for a swordfish, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, I love the challenge of it. I was trying to catch one before it was cool, you know, 10, 12 <laughs> years ago. And we didn't know anything and we got some bites and we mm -hmm. had some fish on, but we never landed one. And then now knowing that I can go out there and chase the baddest fish in the sea, mm -hmm. no question, hands down, there's nothing like a swordfish. It is the ultimate um, right in our front yard and, mm -hmm. you know, 12 mile run, 17 yeah. miles. It's nothing. It's it, easy. It, yeah. I'm there in minutes, you mm -hmm. know? So yeah, you can even I, work from the boat at that. Distance. I'd say it's swordfish. So, you know, honestly, if I fish La Jolla Canyon and all that, I'm sitting there just banging away on my keyboard. You know, take my laptop with me, and I've gone and done it by myself. You know, and you nice. just got full cell service. It works great. Nice. Have you? I mean, I know we're kind of getting into sword season late in a few months or so. But have you been able to spend much time doing it? No, that I, I don't I'm not even looking at it until September, October. We got to get this okay. bluefin out of our system for a little <laughs> bit, and there is a little bit of fish around. But the thing I think we've learned is like, you got to go when they're there. Yeah. They will be there out front, you know, and you know about it five days a week, mm -hmm. three days. You just got to drop what you're doing and get out there because they don't sit on a rock like a grouper or something like that. They're patrolling. They're always moving. And when they're in your area, man, I, I think of some of the bites I didn't get on, like that Newport Beach bite a couple of years ago where those oh, guys man. were running six miles, getting five bites in a day. Oh my God, it's a dream, oh. you know? And I was going to move my boat up there, but I was busy hunting and traveling and doing mm -hmm. all that. So it didn't happen. I still kicked myself for it. You just got to go when it's good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, have you been able to make that long run up to like maybe Santa Cruz Island when they pop up there or just? I have, dude. That's the, the <laughs> amount of fuel. Oh, my yeah. boat gets about 0.6 to 0.7 miles per gallon. Oh, there you go. That's rough. There you go. So I don't no, blame you. I just can't go that far. I mean, if I had the old boat with a diesel where you could chug overnight, stay on it for three days, mm -hmm. yeah, it'd be a different deal. But for what we're set up for right now, it's strike missions. And that fuel economy is mm -hmm. terrible until it's 9 o'clock at the Tanner Bank and you want to get home and <laughs> you can get there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or the run's 100 miles and you don't want to take 10 hours on a sport boat. Mm -hmm. eh, fuel bill doesn't sound so bad. Do you make those runs out to Tanner on oh, the CV? Every, I mean, like four days a week or something. Really? Oh, yeah. Beats the hell out of you, but it's so much fun. Oh, my gosh. How long does it take for you? Uh, depends on the weather. Going, yeah. I mean, everybody thinks we can go 100 miles an hour everywhere. We can't. You can't keep the boat in the water. But going, mm -hmm. we can usually run at like 30, 33, 34 knots. Coming home, oof, we've gotten home fast, under two hours before. Holy crap. Yeah. I run another boat to a 41 Onslow that's got quads, and mm -hmm. the owner has very little patience and a lot of fuel money. So he's just <laughs> like, get me home as fast as you can. Yes, sir. So yeah. 
we will we'll run home at 40 45 maybe even 48 knots just flying wow that's cool man it's pretty fun pretty fun when it comes to the tv show there's also you know you pop in an episode or two about you know i would say call i would call it the community I know I remember an episode of you taking out your brother and your little nephew and oh, all yeah. that, doing some rock fishing at Coronado Islands and all that. Yep. Um, I think I saw on, on Instagram last year you took out a couple Padres as well. I did. Uh, how important is that for you just to kind of squeeze those trip or kinds of trips in every now and then? You know what? I've been doing – well, fishing with my nephew and my brother, I mean, that's never going to change. My mm-hmm. brother's been around since, man, we were bass fishing on our bikes and gravel pits when we were little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes with me a lot during the season, you know, he, whenever there's an empty spot, he'll jump on, he's in real estate. So he can kind of duck away for a Good day dude. here or there. Yeah. Like thanks. He's, he's not too bad. Um, <laughs> and then my nephew, he's done. I mean, he's screwed. Mm-hmm. He's, <laughs> he knows every single fish. He knows everything about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just like, he's a little monster. He wants to go all the time. He will not let us release fish. He starts crying because he wants to eat them all. The kid eats fish. I, I'm not even joking. At least once a day. Wow. I've never seen a kid like this in my life that loves fish. You try to release a trout and he throws a fit yeah. because he wants to eat it. He's <sighs> totally. He's hooked, man. I'm so stoked. And he's just six now. But mm-hmm. give him a couple more years where I can just throw him on the boat and I don't have to make the whole day about him. Because right. right now we go fishing. I mean, it's like, it's all. It's his day. You yeah. got to drop everything you're doing. Whatever he wants to eat. Whatever he mm-hmm. wants to drink whatever he wants to catch, you know, and I'm a terrible uncle because I haven't caught him a Dorado. And <laughs> he he's learned very early on to hate sea lions, which is good. We oh, like nice. to see that in a young child because nice. you're raising him right. All he wanted to do was catch his first yellowtail. We did a show at the islands. I think he had six or seven eaten by the dogs. Could oh. not get one to the boat. The poor kid. He was in tears later on. Like, and so, yeah, so we're raising another uh, non-sea lion fan, which I'm really proud of. But uh <laughs> No, it's it's great, man. And then it just expanding it out and sharing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the luckiest guy on earth. I get to do this and make a living doing it. Like anywhere that I can share it with a different audience or whatever. Um, I took Musgrove and Chris Paddock out last year. Oh, yeah. We had a blast. The guys wanted to go again like a couple days later. I just mm-hmm. was on the phone with the Padres trainer this morning. He was like, hey, the boys want to go fishing. When are we going again? Nice. So I've been able to introduce them. I mean, these guys got all the money in the world. They're young. They got yeah. everything. And they just fell in love with fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe grew up here in San Diego and never, oh, yeah. was never really a fisherman. All-star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all-star. Man, I hope he wins a Cy Young. I mean, he's oh. dude, the kid's a stud. I'm just hoping he resigns next year. Absolute stud. <laughs> yeah, they're in negotiations right now. And, That's cool. and hopefully they keep him. He'll he's I mean, he's even told me he'll take less money, it sounds like, to stay here because it's his hometown. Yeah. Dude, who doesn't want to be the man in your hometown? Mm-hmm. You know? So gonna get some of those guys out again this year. I just went I took the guy, um, Diaries of a Master Sushi Chef on YouTube. Oh, wow. But yeah, Hero. He's like, dude, he's got like two million something followers. Loves to fish, comes to California and fishes with another chef out here. And I'm like, dude, if that guy's coming to town, let's go make some content. Yeah. Took him out, got him like a nice 170-pound bluefin. And, I mean, as big as he was, and he was just stoked out of his mind. And so, uh, yeah, no, it's great to share it with and different audiences too. Yeah. You know, those aren't people that normally get to see what we do, and, and it's, a, it's a window into our world. That's very cool, man. That's very cool. Well, I know you are a busy man. ICAST is this week and all that. You looking forward to that? Uh. I guess <laughs> it's so crazy, you know, are you going out for the show? No. Oh God, I wish I wasn't. No, I just, dude, I'm so tired of traveling right now. I'm yeah. just burned out. I've had a bunch of travel. I love seeing all my friends. I love seeing all of our clients mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but it's like, 
it's the biggest whirlwind week of the year. It's just mm-hmm. jump from booth to booth, meeting to meeting. And then at night you go to a party or two, probably drink too much, wake up the next morning, rinse and repeat. Do it's it all a, again. Yep. It's a blur. But no, no, once I'm there, I'll be I'll be happy. Like I said, mm-hmm. I just travel isn't what it used to be, man. It's especially with all these cancellations and COVID and all that. Oh man, it's just it's got me burnt. I I, mm-hmm. I went to Europe for like 12 days or something for my sister's wedding. I came home for three and went to Panama. Oh, my gosh. And by the time, time I got home from Panama, I'm like, I'm never flying again. And that was like a month ago. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago at all. So like, I'm still a little bit stung. But no, it'll be good. Good to mm-hmm. go see everybody and, you know, see what's new. And Penn's got some cool new stuff coming out I'm really yeah. excited about. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go get it done. But then I'm running right back home and getting right back to fishing. Nice. Very cool, man. Yeah. Before we let you go, any new exi- new and exciting things coming out for BD Outdoors or local knowledge or anything like that you want to promote? No, you know, the, I think the biggest thing for us right now is local knowledge. We change the way we do everything. So we're putting out mm-hmm. a new piece of content every single week, mm-hmm. one episode per month and then one piece of content. So if you don't follow our YouTube channel, please do find us under local knowledge fishing on uh, on YouTube. Give us a subscribe there. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook mm-hmm. and all that other good stuff. And, and yeah, we, we won't disappoint you, hopefully. Very cool. Very cool. One last thing for me. Yep. How's Rush as a fisherman? Pretty good? Nah, I mean, <laughs> you know, he's been guiding for like 20-something years, but oh, that's I, I'm it? trying to take him under my wing, you yeah. know, teach him. If, I taught him how to throw the cast net. He's getting better at that. Oh, nice. So, yeah. That's so nice of you. He's coming along. He's coming <laughs> along. No, dude, Rush is a great angler, great dude, great mm-hmm. friend. We uh, I, Honestly, I feel like, why do the TV show? I get to fly around the world with my friends and go to some of the coolest destinations and just, I mean, dude, we goof off the whole time. It's yeah. fun. It's like just being in, you know, a, a fraternity kind of thing. And and uh, that's what I really enjoy about it. We're all super close friends. When they're in town, they stay at my house. You know, when I'm over there, I stay with them. Like, it's just fun. And, mm-hmm. and I'm lucky to be in a position where I can choose to do the fun stuff. <laughs> that's cool, man. So cool. Well, Ollie, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy, but appreciate you making the time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Once again, make sure to follow us on Instagram at CCA California. Make sure to give us a five-star review. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you guys next week.